Hi, I'm Grayson Willis. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast for Harrisonburg Nazarene Church. Make sure to tune in to Facebook Live Friday evening at 7 p.m. for our Good Friday service. Also, our Facebook Live services for Easter will be Saturday 6 p.m., Sunday 9 and 10.30 a.m., also 6 p.m. on Sunday evening, and our Spanish service will be 11.45 a.m. You can now search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Google Podcast. Hey there, it's Palm Sunday, and we're not here in person to wave the palms, so if you know how to use your emojis, go ahead and drop some digital palm leaf branches into the chat there on the side of the screen. As I read Matthew 21, Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem as king. Matthew 21, starting in verse 1. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them. And he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds then went ahead of him. And those that follow shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Hosanna. So here we are. Here we are today. Palm Sunday 2020. The first day of what we refer to in the universal church as Holy Week, as Passion Week. This is the week where we reflect and we rejoice in Jesus' passion. In the final week of his life where he's made his way to Jerusalem, ultimately to go to the cross. We celebrate this week and Holy Week is started today by Palm Sunday. And so here we are. But it feels a little different, doesn't it? As Pastor Adrian alluded to already, it feels, it feels a little bit different this year. And it looks a whole lot different aesthetically, right? We're not going to have the same sort of um, Easter that we've ever experienced before. But that's okay. I guess we're getting used to different right now. It's the new normal, as many are referring to it. I mean, we, we here on staff would rather see your faces, even if some of you still have your PJs on, no makeup. The bed head, uh, a beard, you haven't shaved, because why shave? Perhaps your kids are watching, or, or maybe they're running around the house in their PJs, unsure of what this new normal really is, or why the pastor is on their TV or tablet or phone. And some of y'all, some of y'all are exhausted in a whole new way. I'm talking to you, first-time homeschool parents. You feel me. We see you. And I want you to know that God sees you, but he's probably not going to help you remember how to do fifth grade math. So I'm sorry about that this morning. But here we are, celebrating Palm Sunday in the midst of a pandemic. Palm Sunday in the midst of a pandemic. 
I got some words on the screen here that Jesus spoke to his disciples um, shortly before he would go to the cross. Shortly before Holy Week would come to an end, Jesus met with his disciples, his close followers, and he said this. The words are found in John 14 and verse 27. And Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. But we begin Holy Week here in this moment. Here in this moment that we're living in. Economy has severely plummeted. Financial accounts have tanked. Sports seasons are canceled or postponed. Social distancing is demanded, and there's pain in being separated from those you love, whether they're friends or family. Jobs are being cut, perhaps yours. Many are suffering. Plans are being canceled, and the list goes on and on and on of things that are being canceled. And as I heard one pastor say recently, when the things you used to count on get canceled, it makes you question everything. Sounds right, doesn't it? When the things you used to count on get canceled, it makes you question everything. And so at the start of Holy Week, there is good news. There is good news that our visible eyes cannot see. But Pastor Adrian already mentioned it earlier. Easter isn't canceled. Let me repeat that. Easter isn't canceled. In the way that we've known it before, yeah, it's going to look different. But the reality of Easter isn't canceled. And some of you are probably thinking, sitting there in your living rooms, in social distancing, in quarantine, some of you are probably thinking, okay, pastor, thanks. Thanks. And I understand that it's hard to keep in focus when everything we're experiencing outwardly, that which we see with our physical eyes, is out of control, it's chaotic, and it's uncertain. So that's why I titled this sermon today, Perspective Matters. Perspective matters. Because I want to propose to you today that in the midst of all that's going on around us, and that's different for each one of us, I don't pretend to know how this is impacting you. But in the midst of what's going on around all of us, the promise of Easter, the promise of Easter that offers new life, also offers new perspective and peace that the world cannot take away. And do you know why the world can't take it away? Because if the world didn't give it, the world can't take it away. And so if that seems like a crazy idea, that I want to open up God's word together for a few moments to see how we, we as believers, we who, who go by the name of Christ follower, how we are encouraged to navigate through this now and every day after according to God's word. It's going to be on the screen behind me. Um, you can click there. We got, the, we got the page set up in the YouVersion app to follow along. But we're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning in verse 16. And Paul's in a discourse. He's writing a letter to the church in Corinth. And he's, he's reached this point in the letter. And in verse 16, we'll pick it up. And Paul writes, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Therefore, what? What comes before this is Paul's exclamation that the same God that raised Jesus from the dead, the same God that resurrected Jesus is the same one that will resurrect you and I. 
Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. What's Paul referencing in not losing heart over? Paul had suffered some things. Read through his letters. He had been afflicted. He had been persecuted. He had went through some hard times. But rejoicing in the good news of of resurrection, Paul says, therefore, we do not lose heart. So what about us? What about us? Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly there's no income. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly health is frail. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly stock markets tumble. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly tomorrow is uncertain. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly numbers keep climbing. But in the middle of that verse, Paul says, yet, 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 inwardly, we're being renewed day by day, day after day. So what about you? Are you being renewed day after day in your heart, in your mind, in your soul? One thing that that has been working on me in these days is a statement that I read from a book recently. And it says this, you can never have a Christ-like mind without reading and listening to the scripture regularly because you cannot be profoundly influenced by that which you do not know. And personally, the less time I spend with God and in his word, the more likely I am to drift inwardly in my thoughts, in my attitudes, in my perspectives of those things that are happening outside of me. But you're a pastor, yep, and a person like you. So how about you? How about you? And if I'm being really honest, if I'm being really honest today, I'm a person who struggles with structure. And too many of my family members just said hallelujah way too loud in the living room right now. But I'm a person who struggles with structure. And so for me, even for me, regular biblical disciplines require effort, real effort for me. But I thank God that the Holy Spirit does this transforming work in our lives as we live in step with him day by day. We must, listen friends, we must intentionally Fix our minds on God reality. Fix our minds on God reality. The Apostle Paul continues in verse 17. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Listen, Paul doesn't make light of trouble. Paul's not making light of trouble. He says that hardships are temporary. This pandemic is temporary. It too shall pass. But Paul says that hardships are temporary and much easier to bear when put in the perspective of eternity. When put in the perspective of eternity. Paul writes this in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to To his purpose. No, God doesn't work all things out in a good way, but he works all things for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You remember Joseph in the Old Testament? Remember Joseph? 
Genesis chapter 50, if you want to go there today. Joseph's brothers, they betray him, um, and, and they sell him into slavery into Egypt. But see, Joseph had this call in his life. He was having dreams. God was giving him vision, and all of a sudden his brothers, out of jealousy, uh, they betray him, and they sell him into Egypt. And decades later, through a turn of many events, decades later, Joseph's actually in control of pretty much all of Egypt. The only one greater than Joseph is Pharaoh himself. And his brothers come to Egypt during a time of famine, and, and they think their brother is dead by now, but he encounters them. And he says this in Genesis 50, verse 20. Joseph looks at his brothers and he says, You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Talk about perspective. Wow. But oftentimes, oftentimes, that's where we need the work of God in our lives. This is where we need the work of God in our lives. Our physical eyes... Our physical eyes are working fine, but the eyes of our heart, our spiritual eyes, we just sang it, open up my eyes to things unseen. Our spiritual eyes need to be opened. They need to be opened in order to think this way, or better yet, to see this way, to see this way. And so the apostle continues in verse 18. And so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So we fix our eyes. We fix our eyes. The Apostle Paul does not focus on his afflictions and and those things he's experienced in the physical. And he encourages the reader, the listener, to do likewise because of the new perspective that the mind of Christ gives to us. We fix our eyes, not on what is seen. So we won't fix our eyes on some things, right? That means we won't fix our eyes on some things. So we won't fix our eyes on the long aisles of no toilet paper. Is that too real? Some of y'all need to share your toilet paper. So we won't fix our eyes on the flood of fear in the media and our world. So we won't fix our eyes on political banter that causes division. So we won't fix our eyes on the hard-hit financial economy. So we won't fix our eyes on a rising death toll clicker. So we won't fix our eyes on ourselves. But on what is unseen, we will fix our eyes on what is unseen. Instead, the Apostle Paul reflects on God's promises and the hope of resurrection in Christ. That is the promise of Easter. So we will fix our eyes on the peace Jesus offers. So we will fix our eyes on the promise that he's working out things for our good even when we can't see it. So we will fix our eyes on the prize of resurrection and life. So we will fix our eyes on other people who need hope that is only found in Jesus. We will fix our eyes on those things. If the Easter story demonstrates a truth that is not clearly noted, it is this, and we just sang about it in the song Waymaker. 
if the Easter story demonstrates a truth that's not easily noted, it's this. Even when I don't feel it, he's working. Even when I don't see it, he's working. Y'all hear that? Even when I don't feel it, he's working. Even when I don't see it, he's working. Holy Week. We find ourselves there now. Good Friday, silent Saturday. They attest to this truth. It looked like all hope was lost. But even in the silence, even in the disarray, the disillusionment, the feelings that were flooding the followers and all who witnessed Jesus' crucifixion and his burial, even when they didn't feel it, he was working. Even when they didn't see it, he was working. And the same goes for our lives. The truth, the truth, friends, the truth for this holy week throughout the entirety of this pandemic that we find ourselves in. For this week, the entirety of the pandemic and beyond in our lives is this. Your heart will follow where your eyes are fixed. Your heart will follow where your eyes are fixed. Or let me say it this way, where you fix your eyes, your heart will follow. You see what's going on? Where you fix your eyes, your heart will follow. So where, where are your eyes fixed today? Where are your eyes fixed today? My parents, my parents who are probably watching this right now, I love you, mom and dad. My parents keep telling me, I need to turn the news on. Turn on the news, Billy. And I say, why? I know what they're going to keep telling me. And listen, I do want to be aware and I want to be alert. I want to be informed. But can I, can I tell you, the longer I fix my eyes on the media outlets and the conspiracy theories, and some of y'all have been reading too many conspiracy theories, the longer I fix my eyes on the fear and despair that's rampant, it does something. It does something to my heart, to my perspective, to my peace does something. My heart begins to feel uncertain. My perspective becomes obscured and my peace gets disturbed. And so listen, listen, during this time, during this time, we can pray for provision and we can pray for healing and we can pray for protection. Those are all good things and we should pray for those. We should. But above all else, I'm asking, let's pray for perspective. Let's pray for perspective. Perspective to see with, with, with spiritual eyes. Perspective. Now this doesn't mean we, we ignore the suffering of others, the fear that surrounds us, or, or make light of other suffering. We do not minimize the suffering of others. No, we don't do that. But when we pray for perspective, it actually enables us to move into those places with love and grace and true peace and true hope for those who need it. God, what do you want to teach us? What do you want to teach me? God, where in my life do I need to make adjustments? God, give us eyes to see. 
our situation, hear what I'm saying, our situation may not change, but the way that we see it can. The way that we see it can. Because the truth of Easter, the truth of Easter is that what is more real is that which you cannot see with your physical eyes. What is more real is that which you cannot see with your physical eyes. And this is what it means. This is what it means when the Apostle Paul writes in the next chapter of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 when he says, we live by faith, not by sight. This is what it means to live by faith. Faith is about perspective. Faith is about perspective. Faith is not a a formula that we can figure out or a way of oftentimes being flowerly optimistic. That's not what faith is about. Faith is a way of seeing and perceiving the God reality even in the midst of global uncertainty. Faith is about seeing and perceiving. And that, my friends... That is what will turn the eyes of a world far from God back to the way, the truth, and the life. Yes, Jesus himself. As the worship team prepares to join me back on the stage, I want to read to you. I want to read to you that the 2 Corinthians 4, verses 16 through 18 that we just worked through together, I want to read that in the message paraphrase. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It says this, so we're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside it often looks like things are falling apart, on the inside where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes. Didn't think you'd hear small potatoes today, did you? These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today and gone tomorrow, but the things we can't see now will last forever. And Jesus said to his followers in the final days of his life, they sat across from him in his final moments. He said, in this world you will have trouble. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. For I have overcome the world. The promise, the promise of Easter offers a new way of living, a new perspective, and a peace that the world cannot take away. That the world cannot take away because the world didn't give it. So remember, your heart will follow where your eyes are fixed. Or if you need it the other way, where you fix your eyes your heart will follow. Before we continue in in, in worship uh, with the team here this morning, I want to offer you a chance to respond to the word of God. Perhaps you're tuning in to this message and you would say, Pastor, I don't even think think I'm in right relationship with God. Maybe for some of you, you've been on a journey for a while trying to figure this Jesus thing out. And today, today, you want to make it personal. You not only want to change in perspective, but you want a new life. You want to experience the forgiveness and transforming work of God. And then maybe for you, some of you tuning in, some of, some of you have been a part of church 
for a while. But to you, this Easter story is, is simply that. It's, it's just been a story. And so I ask you to consider this morning, if, if there's a point in your life where you can look back, where you can look back at, and say, that is when I made faith in Jesus personal. You know you can do that today. You can have new life today, a new perspective and a peace that the world cannot take away. And then some of you, some of you tuning in, God's asking you to pray for perspective today, to pray for new perspective. So wherever you find yourself, I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word, how it exhorts us, how it guides us. Lord, how it encourages us, how it gives us life, Lord. We thank you, God, for your love. We thank you for the promise of Easter, for the promise of new life, for the promise of a new perspective and peace that the world cannot touch. So, Lord, I pray for those today who desire right relationship with you, Lord, who desire forgiveness and the transforming work of your love to be made a reality in their lives. I pray today, God, that they would call upon you, that they would pray even now, God, God, I, I know that I'm a sinner. I know I've fallen short. And I know that you finished um, and took my place on Good Friday when you took the cross. So I repent of my sin and I fix my eyes on you and ask you to give me new life today. And I pray for those today, God, who need a change in perspective. Who need their spiritual eyes open today, God. And I believe, Lord, that's many of us. Many of us many of us leaning in right now, God. Would you give us perspective? Would you open our eyes to see, God? Open the eyes of our heart, Lord, that we may see. Give us perspective, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you that even in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of all that's canceled, we can celebrate in the fact that Easter isn't canceled. Easter isn't canceled. Lord, we will continue to praise you and worship you. And it's in your name we pray. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey, I invite you. I invite you, even now in your living room, get your family on, on their feet as we worship the King of Kings. Because even in the face of uncertainty, he is certain. Thanks again for listening today. If you have any questions about the church, please email us at info at abeaconofhope.org. As soon as you're finished listening today, please subscribe to this channel for updates and new episodes.